Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm your host, Amy Horneman, and today we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm so happy that she could join us, and I promise you this is going to be a1, M1 information for mostly ladies. Guys, you can get into the selfless syndrome too, but mostly ladies. This is going to be great information and we're going to deep dive of how stress and not taking time for yourself is going to affect your thyroid and your hormones and your health. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So let me give you a formal introduction of my guests, and then we'll just get into the nitty gritty of the conversation. So this is Dr. Alexandra Swenson Ridley, aka Dr. Alex. That's what we'll call her from from here on out. And she helps successful women leaders overcome selfless syndrome, which we're going to talk about today, and transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energized, and on fire. Doesn't that just appeal to you right there? Selfless syndrome is a reaching epidemic, is reaching epidemic proportions in our society as women put their families, career, community, and commitments before themselves at a disproportionate rate to themselves. And that's so true. As a result, women are developing low level health problems that lead to big problems down the road. Today, 40% of adult women in North America are overweight or obese. Heart disease is the leading cause of death among women. And one in four women are on antidepressant medications. I see this all the time in my practice. Dr. Alex personally awoke to the devastating impact selfless syndrome has on women and their families following the premature birth of her son, Fritz, and ensuing health problems for both herself and her son. Dr. Alex's health coaching programs help women lose weight, sleep better, boost energy, and fall in love with themselves. This is done by addressing the six core pillars of a woman's health and bringing balance to the innate female desire to give of herself selflessly. So Dr. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I haven't heard anyone read that out loud in a while. <laughs> it's powerful. It's powerful. It so can you expand on on your story? Because I think that that yeah. touches the hearts of listeners everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, since since that, so I, I kind of have like two phases of my story and one of them I've been in like more recently, but, you know, really for me, recognizing that 
how much I took care of myself affected everyone else around me. You know, I, I, um, obviously started to practice. I'm, I'm a chiropractor originally as the hat that I wore. And so I started my, my practice when my son was six weeks old and he'd actually been born five weeks early. So his adjusted age was actually only one week, but I was just in a place where like, I knew that that's what I needed to do. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of conversation around, especially women who are driven, who are high performers, you know, we're career, career oriented. Like there was no way I was ever going to be happy staying at home. Right. (laughs) But um, in the process of doing that, I, you know, put myself in this position where my business was doing great. We were doubling or tripling every year for like five years, but I was not paying any attention to me because I was going home and being mom. I was in a really rough marriage and ended up um, getting a divorce eventually from that. So I spent a lot of that time as a single mom too. And there was just no time for me. And so eventually as, you know, as happens, and I try to prevent women from going through this, but it was like the emergency stop button got hit on the treadmill and I fell off. (laughs) And so I ended up, you know, with six tears in my wrist and having to take time off of work. And I've now fully retired from chiropractic because I physically just can't do it. But, you know, it was like, I talk about God, whatever your power is, is just, you know, like sit down, (laughs) stop doing anything. I literally could do none of the things that I like to do, you know, for stress relief or any of that. And, and just had to crash and you know inside of that will crash and also like just allow my body to rest and to heal um and so that's really where this idea of selfless syndrome has come from is you know we we want to give and give and give but so many of us as females in particular don't recognize that if we don't take care of ourselves we're no good to anybody else you know Mm -hmm. and so and then we end up with like I, I developed a thyroid issue I you know I started losing my voice at the end of the day. My hair was falling out. I was so exhausted. There was like, you know, it was all I could do to maybe get dinner on the table. And then I crashed on the couch while my kid, who was like three at the time, you know, ran around and played and eventually basically put himself to bed. But there's some dark things that come out of there. And so I've really advocated that a big part of what needs to happen for us to truly heal, you know, is dealing with this root cause and it's not like being selfless is a, a problem you know I've, I've had people say like well what is you know isn't being selfless a good thing right <laughs> like, yes but in moderation right? Right. Like, we have to learn how to also include ourselves in that absolutely well your story just I mean people everywhere right now are going that's me that's me I can't get off the couch so I, I, I thank you for sharing your, your personal story because I think it's very powerful. And I know for myself and for many of my listeners, because a lot of my listeners are those unapologetic type A driven warriors that just go, go, go and end up with thyroid problems. And that's where they're, you know, coming to see you and I, but I know that they're thinking like, but I, but I, I need to keep going, but I have to be successful. I have to be the best mom and the best entrepreneur and the best wife and the best friend and the best neighbor. So how do you kind of deal with it when your driven women come to you and say, but Dr. Alex, how am I going to do this? I need to be the best. Yeah. So, so good. (laughs) I'm thinking of all these conversations and even for myself, you know, this has been something I've been aware of recently is just like, we're possibly, I've kind of restructured my whole business. I basically set fire to a seven figure practice and have, I'm at the end of this month, I am completely going to be just hundred percent virtual at home. And I'm like super excited about that. But 
inside of that, it's possible to still work too much and to still, you know, not take time for yourself and to keep those same patterns and behaviors going. So kind of the first thing I usually talk with women about is like, we have to shift our perspective, right? And so it comes down to who defines success? Where, where is that drive really coming from? What is causing it? Like I know for, for me, it was very much a, um, and nothing against my mom, just, you know, tend, it tended to be whenever I got acknowledgement, it was for some big achievement or doing something. So I was constantly pushing myself to like get mother's love. Right. And I had to do a lot of work. You know, this is more around mindset of like, okay, what, what really is my bigger purpose? What's pulling me forward? And what is stuff that I'm creating or doing that? Like, I don't have to, I mean, I have a, a lot of letters after my name, right? Like so yeah, many certifications. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do I need them? No. <laughs> like, so, you know, and some of that comes from maybe imposter syndrome or, or wanting more credibility. Some of it comes from like stuff is just super interesting to me and I love to continue to learn. And so I'm like, I may as well get the certification because I've done all the work. Right. But, you know, it's really connecting to that. Like what is actually driving you? And that's going to be the first layer because a lot of times we're driven by what other people think or what we think this should look like or what society dictates. Like, you know, a, a big thing I talk about is does our house have to look like, you know, be re- guest ready <laughs> at all times so true. Oh, yeah. that has to actually happen or are we just creating stress? And so it's, it's honing on, on the things that what do I really need to do and, and who am I really like, what are my gifts and what are the things that really matter because that's where success is going to come from. It's not from all the accolades or the how many things you can get done in one day. So true. That's so true. Oh my goodness. And so I think, you know, diving into the health piece, how did you, so you said that you started losing your voice. What were your other symptoms that started showing up? And then at what point did you either test yourself or make that connection to selfless syndrome? Yeah. Well, I made the connection to selfless syndrome before I tested myself, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I, I going horse, I was tired all the time. I was super cold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I didn't really start gaining weight until about three years ago. Okay. And I thought I'd, I'd figured things out. Right. But I, I'd still been in this like weird limbo with my, my business. So super high stress. Like I had a, a success and square fit building that I just finally sold. And I'd been dealing with, you know, am I going to have to declare bankruptcy, the bank coming after me, like all this stuff that just kind of accumulated. And so my thyroid's off and my, I was estrogen dominant and, you know, and I finally checked all this stuff like two months ago and I'm finally losing weight again and like feeling good and all that. But before that, you know, I, I had the symptoms of thyroid. And so I did a Dutch test and, and mm-hmm. did some of that stuff, but I never looked at, I think someone checked my TSH, but it was one of the, and I'm sure you talk about this on on your show, you know, they were, it was my midwife at like my annual exam. And so she, um, or a nurse midwife or whatever. Um, and so she's like, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, oh, actually that's out of functional range completely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but thank you anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my approach and, and how I work with women is you can eat clean. And this has been my experience. You know, I, I've eaten super clean and, and been on my health journey for 16 years now. It started when I was 20. And you can do all that. You can think you're exercising right and, and be doing all the things and just stay stuck and stay, you know, not moving forward and not dealing with stress and not learning how to manage stress well, because we always have it, right? It's always right. around. But and I don't know if you've talked on the show about kind of the mechanism of how that all breaks down, but cortisol essentially interferes with TSH production mm-hmm. and can interfere with your pituitary gland, like all the stuff can happen, right? And when you don't get to the root cause and to that piece, 
then you're essentially just running in circles, trying to treat symptoms and not actually getting to the, the cause. Um, yep. So I don't yep. know if that answered your question, but. Oh yeah. No, we definitely talk about it, but I'll let you expand on it because it can never hurt to hear things more than once or more than yeah, 10 times. And from somebody else. Like, yep. From somebody <laughs> else. Exactly. To, to share what I share all the time. So yeah, you know, in, inside of like everything that can break down, essentially when you have stress going on, it's going to disrupt your, and cortisol is the main stress hormones. So it starts to disrupt your sex hormones. So progesterone in particular can be, and that was actually how my son was born early. I had a lot of high toxic stress and you need high levels of progesterone and estrogen to maintain pregnancy. And my stress was so high, progesterone didn't get produced and he was born five weeks before he should have been. Um, okay. So that added a whole other layer of stress, but he's doing great now. He's almost eight and good, good. crazy, but yeah, he's, he's doing really well. But, you know, so everything starts to be disrupted. And if you just target one thing, like, you know, in Western medicine, we tend to just look at the one piece, like, you know, thyroid, take Synthroid, take levothyroxine. What I think Synthroid is like the most prescribed medication in the United States, it right? Is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but is that doing anything? No, it's just masking the symptoms and some super interesting stuff. I've, I've recently learned about thyroid because I, I finally determined that I'm subclinical or functional hypothyroid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, over the last three years, I just kept putting on weight. More of that is due to estrogen dominance, but it impacted the thyroid as well. And so, you know, what I've learned through a bunch of research I've read is if you have symptoms, you are hypothyroid because the levels and how they interact in your brain, if you just look at TSH, the rest of your body can actually be in hypothyroid just in terms of available T3 to go into your cells and do what they're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. um, we're getting a little doctory here, but <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm down yeah. with it. So yeah. Yeah. And so it's breaking all that down, you know, like, is it gut health? And I, so I, I've tended to focus a lot on gut health, but even in that I was finding a lot of the women I work with um, and myself, it's like, okay, we do all the things we eat super clean. We, you know, we exercise, we get sleep. Like we're, we're doing all these things. I use a lot of essential oils and all this stuff why am I not getting better? And it comes back to not understanding how to manage stress <laughs> and to, you know, really make impact there. And it's super simple. It's stuff like breathing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> you. Like, you don't have to, you know, meditate for three hours and do a bunch of yoga. I mean, yoga is great. It's a way that gets you breathing, but like, you don't have to do those things. You can just like take five deep breaths in your car <laughs> and start to manage stress. So so um, true. I've heard of people putting sticky notes in their car, like breathe. So that yeah, when you get into yeah. your car, you see and you go, okay, <laughs> you take really yeah. deep breaths, at least three, four of them, five of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really like my Apple watch will remind me like breathe. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because that's one of the things like we, if you look at our survivability based on, you know, basic needs, air is like, you know, two minutes and we're usually done. Um and it's the thing that I, I find many of us as high performers who are driven, you know, we're just not taking time to, to breathe. Breathe. So what happens to the body when we do deep breathing? So it's expand, you know, we're getting oxygen, but it, most importantly, I think it wakes up our parasympathetic nervous system. So it gets us out of that fight or flight response and just allows us to deescalate because it's not that we don't, you know, we can't just never have stress. Like I still have stress in my life, right? It's, it's always going to be there, but our reaction to it is a perception. It's not actually like a real thing. And so we can do things that help deescalate that experience in ourselves. 
would be. I don't know if that answered what you were asking. Oh, definitely. Well, A, I want to post all around my house and in my car that stress is a perception of reality because we need reminded of that because it's how we're perceiving that stressor in the moment as to how we'll respond and how escalated it will be in our body and then how our bodies will respond with the cortisol response. And then part two is breathe. So just those two things, like remembering those two things could make a huge impact on a woman's health. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And then, so you had mentioned earlier when stress goes up, cortisol goes up, and then that interferes with T4 to T3 conversion, which we've talked about before. Now, did you notice when you first, when you first got diagnosed or diagnosed yourself, like you said, Mm -hmm. when you have symptoms, you know, there's hypothyroidism going on there. We always talk about, you can't go by TSH alone. So what medication did you start on or did you not start on anything? Did you just deal with it by dealing with the stress? I dealt with it by dealing with the stress. I'm very anti any kind of medication and want to get to the root cause. Okay. You know, just talking about, so to put that some context to this, I'll, I'll share a little bit more of my story. I, um, so my, my first marriage, I'm very happily remarried now, but my ex-husband was an alcoholic. And mm-hmm. so we had a really, really rough time. He fell off the wagon hardcore when our son was about seven months old. And I remember driving home from work one day and I couldn't breathe. I had to actually pull the car over to the side of the road and get out. And, you know, I remember looking up the sky at the sky and just like, why, why is this, you know, why is this my life? Why is this happening? And I recognize now I was actually having panic attacks and high anxiety. That was just a result of living in a situation where I never knew what I was coming home to. Right. It was, mm-hmm. it was very unsafe and just hard. Um, and I know other people have, have been through that, but, you know, later it was looking at the impact of, okay, what did that do? to my body and to my hormones long-term. And a lot of times, even when like I removed that stressor, we got divorced and and he actually moved out of state, which has been great. But even when you come out of that, like sometimes you experience more symptoms or, you know, your body reacts in another way because it's like, I'm such a mess and you're finally paying attention to me. Um, And so, you know, the the things I did was a, like, you have to make changes. You, You have to be willing to do that. That's what we talk about, you know, more of the, I, I, you're more in the functional medicine world and, and kind of like I am outside of Western medicine where you take a pill to, to mask the thing, right? And just make the symptoms go away kind of, but right, not really because right. it's not dealing with the problem. So, you know, I made some major changes both in my, you know, personal life, in my business. Um, I eventually like got rid of all the staff that were stressing me out because I recognized I was still staying stuck in this stress cycle mm-hmm. and had to be willing to, you know, it, it takes courage to completely redo your life, but rather than go on medication, that is the route I chose. And so, you know, there's, there's some things like essential oils I've used or supplements that I've used, um, to help support like myrrh is one of the oils that and peppermint help with support the thyroid. Um, they don't treat anything, but they just help the thyroid function. Oh, like interesting. Uh, I, I've never yeah. heard that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's some tools and there's some things, but a lot of it comes down to, and you know, I focused on my gut health, even though I ate and, and I find a lot of women experience this, even though if you eat really clean, if you're constantly eating the same things, our bodies develop a, you know, resistance to them or it causes inflammation in the body. So because most of your T3 is made in your gut and then goes out into the body, we have to be sure that our guts are, you know, not inflamed and our liver's functioning right and, you know, all of those things. So 
I see a lot of thyroid hormone resistance when the gut is a disaster. So if someone is, if we are using thyroid hormone replacement and they're just not responding to it or their free T3 isn't increasing and they still have all the symptoms, that's when I'll bring in a gut test because there could be something going on there that we, we're not seeing in normal blood work. And half the time, three quarters of the time there is. And then when you start healing that, all of a sudden the medication works. So instead of having to increase, 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 the lower dose actually is doing its job and the person feels better. So we can keep them on a lower dose of meds, which is good, and then actually have it help the person to alleviate the symptoms. So gut health is so important. It is in a huge way. And then like, so my, my more recent journey, you know, I, finally ran laps on myself because I, I put on almost 50 pounds. Like mm-hmm. I just woke up one day and my pants didn't fit. And I was like, what the hell? Because <laughs> I, I help other women lose weight and do all this stuff. And so I finally got over myself after like two years <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and my own tests and did that stuff. And so, you know, there's kind of this sequela of things that can happen. Heavy metals. I don't know how much you talk about that, but that's another thing that can impact thyroid yep. function and, and mess with that stuff too. So, you know, I looked at myself on heavy metals are just kind of my sex hormones. And then thyroid and thyroid looked normal, but I have symptoms that would, would lead me to, you know, thinking I have subclinical hypothyroidism, but then my estrogen was like, and it had changed. I tested that before and it like totally changed over the last three years. And I was like, okay. Um, and I found in addition to that, I had an underlying infection, which can also create that problem. So, you know, I've been working hard on my liver health and that means like being going poo at least twice a day, ladies (laughs) and men, you know, if if you're not having a normal bowel movement, at least twice a day, your liver's backed up, you're going to have insulin resistance. You're going to have all these other things that can affect your thyroid in the long run. But in doing that, you know, I, I've started losing weight. I've lost like 10 pounds and 20 some inches already, you know, in various parts of my body, which is amazing. That's and amazing. it's been like six weeks, um, you know, and that's not from taking medication or doing any, any of those things. I've been breathing, I've been drinking a lot of water and, you know, taking a few things to support my liver and just, and the infection that I was dealing with all herbal things. And there you go. So, and amazing. my symptoms are, you know, I'm not cold all the time anymore and I'm not super tired and yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And, you know, I know a lot of listeners are are listening right now thinking, well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that for myself. So, I mean, how hard was it once you start taking the steps, right? With a, with a, well, at the time he was just a few months old, but now, now your son's eight. So when did you kind of start really digging in and making the changes? Was that recently or a few years ago? It's been, so it's a work in progress. I would say, you know, I really started probably when I got divorced and had the crash. I I recognized like I have to do better at taking care of myself and I would do well for a while. And then like something would happen and I would do not so good. And the last probably year and a half, just my stress levels have been so high and it, a lot of it was perceived. And so lots of mindset work, lots of like letting things go and, you know, not, not, having to be in control, like all these things. And so like, I have a lot of tools now to work through, but it's not easy. And, you know, there's, there's, we all have things that come up, but it's about building those muscles to not stay stuck there forever. Like I, I could have approached the last couple of years a lot differently than I did had I not done a lot of work. So, you know, really I've been at this for like five years personally, okay. um, you know, with really like 
being not feeling, this is a big one, you know, not feeling guilty about taking time for myself. Yes. Not feeling guilty if I get on the yoga mat instead of cooking dinner right the minute that I get home. (laughs) Right. Like, especially I've got my son and then we have three, uh, my I have three stepsons as well. So like all males in my house, right? We even have a male dog. <laughs> Lots of testosterone there. Yeah. I go hide upstairs for 20 minutes <laughs> in yeah. the bathroom, like just sitting in there because not, you know, not even going to the bathroom, but just like hiding. Yeah. Okay. You know, and giving myself permission for that. I've even, you know, at this point I've gone so far as to schedule, like I have a day of rest. My son's finally back at school and the teenagers are, my stepsons are teenagers. So they're, either still asleep or out, but I have like a morning to myself where I don't work Mm -hmm. and where I, you know, I can read or I can binge on Netflix if I want to, or I can (laughs) go for a long walk with the dog or whatever I feel like I need to do. So that's been really important. And then I would say the other piece with that is be recognized, like part of it's about tuning into ourselves because especially as women in like high functioning society or not society, but like we tend to function in a man's world, right? Mm-hmm. And so especially if we're career driven yep, is being in tune enough with ourselves to not push through, like, especially those who are still on a cycle, like our, our, we have different energy flow throughout the month, right? And there's times when we need to be quiet and times when we can go, you know, like do all the things and, and, fight the bear and like we have the energy for that and so I've really taken some time to recognize like okay what like just check in you know be Mm -hmm. be aware of ourselves a lot of it's about reconnecting to ourselves because we're so disconnected we're so disconnected honestly (laughs) I've I've had guests on talking about like syncing your workouts with your cycle and just being in sync with your cycle recognizing when the hormones change during your cycle and yeah. it's really helpful to, to hear because like you said, I think we can do different things at different times. We can be the, the driven, you know, powerful force of nature during a certain phase. And then another phase of the cycle, you might want to chill. Yeah. So it's kind of getting it, like you said, getting in tune. Yeah. And, and being okay with that. And being okay <laughs> with it. Right. Yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just what you need. So can you touch on the six core pillars of a woman's health that you talk about? Yeah. So, you know, we tend to, when we think health, we think like look good and feel good, right? You know, and maybe we focus on food. And so those are just pieces of the pie, right? So Mm -hmm. the six I talk about, and they've transformed a little bit since I wrote that, but, um, you know, I look at mindset as one of our pillars, mindset and mindfulness. And mm-hmm. so that's our kind of what we're talking about, awareness of ourselves. Yep. A lot of us like have no idea. Um, nutrition obviously is is a big one. And with that, I would lump detox. So, you know, our body's ability to get rid of the junk is what detox really is. It's not a juice cleanse. It's, you know, right. how well is your body functioning? Right. It's not a juice cleanse. You need to clear out. I'm not trying to just get you to poop. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the third would, would be, I don't even call it exercise anymore. I call it movement. And the reason is, you know, since we're talking about stress on this and you may have touched on this before, a lot of times it's not about going to the gym longer or, you know, I'm, I'm a former marathon runner, right? Okay. Huge, huge stress on the body. And I, 
it was when I was in school and like, I was not well at all. Mm -hmm. So it's almost 10 years since I've run and I'm okay with that. But, um, you know, so it's about finding the movement that your body needs given what's going on. And if you have a super high, I'm not saying never run, but if you have a lot of stress in your life, maybe consider that's maybe not one of the things that you should do or like long sustained cardio. So my listeners have heard that over and over again. I hate running and I hate long cardio. If you love it, great. You got to deal with the stress in the rest of your life yep. before you take that on. So that's the third. And then I really move into, you know, there's so much that's emotional. And so whether it's dealing with relationships, you know, our, our connection to ourselves and our vertical relationship, whatever that is, I don't mm-hmm. push faith on anybody, but, you know, whatever that is for you, the thing that's bigger than you that tells you what the world looks like, right? Having connection there and then our relationships here making sure that those, those are good. It's a, it's a significant part of our health. Like, and especially right now being in community, having connection, like all these things, especially for women are actually how we deal with stress is we more need to say it's tendon befriend. So we need to like, make sure everybody's okay in our our life and around. And then we need to sit down and talk about it for four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's actually how we de-stress. It's not about fight or flight response quite so much. Those are very important. So (laughs) yeah. So I and some of them kind of got lumped together in there. Yeah. But um yeah, so the spiritual side as well as face to face. And then like your environment. That's that's the other thing is it's not just about inside. I tend to focus on like let's fix what's going on inside, whether it's emotionally, physically, you know, all of those things spiritually. But then what we're surrounded by also makes a huge difference. Um and when you say environment, you even mean like your like the toxins in the environment too. Like what yeah. are you you know, what are you putting on your body? What are you are you using glade plugins in your house? So that that's part of your environment. Yeah. And a lot of those things can disrupt your hormones, affect mm-hmm. your thyroid, do do all that. You know, what's the water that you're drinking? What's the what do you clean with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that puts an extra stressor on the body. So when you're, then we can start, I I love how everything is connected, right? So then we can circle back to how you talked about the liver and the Mm -hmm. liver function. And so if you're putting those stressors on the body, your liver will be stressed and then you might see estrogen dominance and then Mm -hmm. that'll affect your thyroid. It's all connected. (laughs) All connected. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. So when you're working, do you work, you still work one-on-one with, with women? With clients, patients? Yeah, yeah. I do kind of like a hybrid combo thing where we do some, we have like two group calls a month, but then everybody's working with me one-to-one, so. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So we'll put all of your information on how to connect with you. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on today and and talk about with the listeners? I think we covered a lot. (laughs) We covered a lot. And you're offering, so tell us about the um, the 10-Day Energy Transformation Series. We're going to give that link to all the listeners in the show notes, but that's exciting because I know a lot of people listening are like, yeah, my energy is in the tank and it could tie back to the selfless syndrome. So we can tie this all together once again, but that's wonderful that you're offering that. Yeah. And that's just, it's, they're short. I I put together like 10, two to three minute videos and a little written blurb that comes, you know, every day to your inbox, but it walks through all like the many different things that can impact your energy. It's not just about your thyroid. It's not just about, I didn't sleep enough. It's not just about caffeine dependence. It's all those things. And and really helps you look at, you know, the whole picture of your health. It's kind of an introduction to really looking there and just seeing, you know, where are the pieces that maybe I need to focus on first? Um, oh, Cause it can that. be 
overwhelming. <laughs> it's very, and, and by sending it out daily, you're just giving people a little bit to chew on at a time. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. Awesome. I'm big into education. So, and I love videos yeah. too. I'd rather get a yeah. video than read all day long. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. That's so that's, that's available and it's something that's, yeah, free, free to your listeners and free to anybody to just get some little extra tidbits and short chunks. Yeah, just start making some changes. I mean, re-listen to this episode because I know there's so many good pieces of information in here. And then I highly recommend going to your podcast. I listened to one of your, well, I listened to a couple episodes. Um, One of them that really impacted me, and it was a short one. It was like 11 minutes long, but you talked about your, you know, stepping out and making that change and how fearful you were, like kind of going back and forth. Do I leave my practice? Do I, you know, and you were, st- you were talking about selling your equipment because if you keep it, you're going to go back to it. So yeah. making, you know, making some hard changes and then um, another episode on pivoting. And I just thought those two together are, those are going to be really impactful for some people that are just teetering on the brink of what to do, whether it's business, marriage, bad relationship, um, a job, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, with that, that was going to be kind of the point I ended on. Like it takes mm-hmm. courage and you've got it. And no one person is going to have all the answers for you. Like when I was going through my divorce, it was like, I just wanted someone to tell me what to do. Right. What to do. But yes, <laughs> yes. But it, ha- it has to come from within and it has to come from you. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you've been on that brink of like, Hey, my career is like destroying my health or, you know, you're starting to recognize and see some of these things that we're talking about. It takes time, yep. you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but you are very capable and the grass is so much greener on the other side when you finally take the plunge. Sometimes so. the grass is greener. So we can't go by the cliche that it's not because sometimes <laughs> it really is <laughs> as yeah. you experience in your life as well on multiple yeah. occasions. Yeah. 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 So now you're working at home, stress is down, you're taking care of yourself, you're in a better relationship, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And I think it gives everyone hope, you know, to see one person take those leaps, make those changes, be courageous and brave enough to do it, then you're impacting someone else going, okay, well, if she did that and things got better, maybe I can too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I encourage everyone to um, click on the show notes, go to subscribe to alex.com, emergentwomenih.com. Did I say that right? Emergent Women and No. Oh, emergent emergent women, women IH. IH. So yeah. Emergent Women in Health, which is your podcast. Uh, yeah. My podcast is Rejuvenated Women. Rejuvenated and then, Women. And yeah. then your, your website is Emergent Women IH. Yes. So we're going to put all those links in the show notes. I encourage you to go over to our podcast and listen because that's where I got those really powerful episodes that really impacted me as well. So I thank you for that. And Dr. Alex, I thank you for joining us today. I thank you for your time and for your message. I know this is going to be just just a huge impact on people listening. I love it. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to share. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will be talking soon.